You're listening to a podcast from 702. The Literature Corner. We start, though, with some wonderful ideas of books to give and to gift this festive season. And the person to help us with that is the Sunday Times book editor, Jennifer Platt. Jennifer, lovely to speak to you. Good morning. Hi, Africa. Lovely to speak to you. And you spent a lot of business. You spent a lot of time in hotel rooms. What what things have you um, accidentally <laughs> packed into your bag? Well, the one thing I always take is the shower cap. Um, I always wear shower caps because my hair is very curly and I like it straight. And you go into the shower and you don't want your hair, your hair to go all messy and what we say, you know, mince every time. So shower caps are the thing for me. <laughs> Because I often wondered, so if you are staying in a room and you use that shower cap and for whatever reason mm-hmm. you leave it, what does a hotel do with it? I mean, surely they exactly. dispose of it, right? They can't, yeah. they can't go rinse it out and then <laughs> press it again and return it to the room. Shower I caps. I hope not. <laughs> I hope well, I'm not using somebody else's shower cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's even a worse thought, right? Um, That's true. There's nothing better for me to gift anyone I love than a book. Um, I've got a, a nephew who's as young as six years old, and I've got brothers and cousins and uh, aunts and uncles who are, you know, the eldest, I suppose, is 73. So I'm hoping to have some wonderful ideas of what uh, good holiday reads and gifts to give. Perhaps let's start with the gifts, shall we? Uh, what have yeah. you come across that you think would make for a wonderful uh, gift as far as a book is concerned? Well, I think this year we have seen just a glut of memoirs, biographies. And I think there's one for everybody in your family. I know I'm taking like tons in my car, so I'm going to have a book mobile on the way to Durban um, for my family. And I think that's the the one to go for. I mean, there's so many. Um, there's the Demi Moore, which is the one I am keeping for my summer reading. And um, she's uh, her life is just like a car crash, as I say. Um, she talks about, you know, being a Hollywood actress and all that it involves and how she was a drug addict at the age of 19, you know, on uh, cocaine and alcohol when she was doing St. Elmer's Fire and how that, you know, took, she took that with her until now, until she was 40. She was obviously sober at some point in her life, but when she broke up with Ashton Kutcher, she went back to drugging and she had a near suicide, which I think really shook her up. And so she decided to write this book in order to explain what it is like to have the self-hatred and self-harm in her life, this hole in her life, like she said. So that's the book I am taking with me on holiday. And it is heartbreaking to read in many ways because we all mm-hmm. love and adore Demi Moore as particularly some of her characters where she's quite strong and quite determined and quite assured. Um, and, and to, and to read, I mean, aspects of her marriage to Ashton Kutcher, for example, mm-hmm. where he was, you know, supposedly getting them to do things that she would otherwise have never decided never to do. Done. And she was, no acquiescing to all of these because she wanted to keep him happy and keep him in the Yes, because she says that she started drinking again because he he said there's no such thing as being addicted to alcohol. And so she actually started drinking again and she would get so drunk, he would take pictures of her on the toilet and 
at that time she thought it was funny, but it was a way of shaming her. And, you know, it just is so heartbreaking, and especially with the two children, um, Scout and Room, and how they felt about having a mother who was, you know, drunk all the time and on drugs, and they couldn't speak to her. So, and she's very candid about it. Wow. The title of the yeah. book, Inside Out by Inside Moore, Out. Um yeah. published by HarperCollins. HarperCollins, um, yeah. Of course, reading about the beast is going to be a must following their success in Japan. Yes, and like I said, why would you not want to read an autobiography by one of our readers? And he takes us through from when he started um, his love for rugby and all that it took to be in the squad, and especially as a a black rugby player and what he faced. Um, So it's quite refreshing and it's quite enlightening and it is quite inspirational to read his story. And he also doesn't hold back anything. It's all there for people to read about how difficult it was. And there was a touching moment yeah. when uh, the Webb Ellis Cup was in Cape Town. They had a mm-hmm. they had a reception with um, the Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Dutu, who, as you know, is in hospital and uh, apparently yes. doing well and in good spirits, according to Archbishop Tabo Mokhoba. But it's touching to have had him meet the Archbishop because the Archbishop was quite um, instrumental in getting him to yes. South Africa and getting him South to play. Again, yeah. And of course, that is detailed mm-hmm. in the book. The one I'm looking yes. forward to reading, Jennifer, because I haven't yet, mm-hmm. is I am Dilega more than my surname. Yeah, that is a quite a powerful book. And um, what she talks about is how being a Mandela is, you know, there's such an expectation to the name that it's very difficult to be your own person. So there's always this in the background, not so much in the background, but in a family that you are this person. And when you start reading the book, you understand how just normal her life was. I mean, she grew up also not having much. I mean, she's the first grandchild of Nelson Mandela. She's the grandchild of Evelyn um, and the son who died in a car accident. And, you know, so she, there was not much for her um, when she grew up. And then also when she was an adult, how she faced spousal rape. And I think that's one of the hard-hitting parts of the book is how she dealt with that. Wow. So those are the mm. memoirs. We'll be highlighting some thrillers and other options for you in a moment. My guest is Jennifer Platt. She's the book editor for the Sunday Times. Uh, the titles of the books, once again, I am Dilega, More Than My Name by Dilega Mandela, uh, published by Jakarna Media. We also spoke about Beast by Tenderai Mtawarira and Andy Kopuskanio, uh, published by Pan Macmillan. And we started off talking about Inside Out by Demi Moore. Uh, published by Harper Collins. We uh, continue our conversation with Jennifer Platt after this. The Literature Corner. There's certainly no shortage of wonderful memoirs for you to consider and pick up on. As we've been discussing with Jennifer Platt, Sunday Times book editor, you would have listened to that wonderful interview that Eusebius had with Ronnie Casserles. Uh, his written Catching Tadpoles, a book published by Chicana Media. Uh, if you haven't picked up the book, it certainly is an important read and do listen to the podcast of the conversation between Ronnie Casserles and uh, Eusebius talking about his book Catching Tadpoles. Um, Julie Andrews, 
also has got a book out, Homework, a memoir of my Hollywood years, um, uh, published by Orion, uh, that is also available. But Jennifer, I think it was Tom Cruise uh, taking on the character of Jack Reacher that I think really yeah. renewed interest in this wonderful, wonderful series of books. The latest, Blue Moon, written, of course, by Lee Child, uh, Delacorte Press, publishing that. Is it a good read? It is a great read. I mean, I wait every year for the new Jack Reacher to come out. I spoke to Lee Child last year about his um, Jack Reacher that came out last year. So I, when I got this one, I just couldn't wait to read it. But it is quite different to his normal Jack Reachers. Um, it starts off where Jack Reacher is in, in an unknown town. Now, what Lee Child normally does, he puts a Jack Reacher in the town, with a name that's on the map in America. And this time it's an unknown town. So it's just an everyday, everywhere, anywhere kind of town in America. And Jack Reacher sees an elderly guy being attacked with money and he decides to get involved. But this city is run by Albanian and Ukrainian gangs. And the mood is quite somber in this Jack Reacher. I think it's because I, I don't know if Lee Child is thinking that Jack Reacher is getting old and he is a bit, as I say, has this sense of ennui. So there's not um, amount, this amount of passion that he has um, for anybody. He's just, you know, going through, his, uh, going through the motions. Still trying to save the young couple, but um, it's just by chance that he does it. It's not really a, you know, thing that he has to do. It's not some vengeance that he plans and so there's a lot of extremely violent deaths in this one. Um, but Lee Child still manages to write like a brilliant um, Skopskit and Donner. It's just magnificent. And you go through this book in like one night. Oh, wow. And it's always a great, it's always a great Christmas gift for um, those people that love these thrillers, like a dad or, or my mother. <laughs> the <laughs> next... Great. The next through uh, the next two thrillers have, mm-hmm. um, I suppose, incorporated into their plots uh, political uh, sort of contemporary issues. The the first yes. is John Lacari's Agent Running in the Field, published by a Viking, and it very much is an indictment on Brexit, isn't it? Yes, it is, and um, uh, he's always been outspoken, John Lacari, about what is happening in Britain at the moment. He's like. Brexit is just ridiculous. I don't know why we're doing it. And this is such an indictment of Brexit. And it's about a new spy. So it's not about Smiley. It's not about any of his other books. It's a standalone. And he's written this at the age of 88. And critics are calling it a masterpiece. And it's one of those books to get for your collection, really. It is a spectacular, spectacular spy book. Dion Mayer, Closer to Home, uh, mm-hmm. situating, without naming President Jacob Zuma, but certainly situating his latest <laughs> book, The Last Hunter, very much yes. in that capturing of state and mm-hmm. corruption and greed and patronage that Jacob Zuma, the created president, obviously, um, has, uh, uh, has um, you know, you read it in just about every other chapter in this book. Yes. Yes, you do. And the thing is, is that Dion Mayer captures not just the corruption, but what corruption really does and evilness of corruption. So the murders that take place, the cover-ups that take place. And 
there's three storylines that you know you follow in order to come to this one point in the book where there's that aha moment. And Dion Mayer does that so well. I mean, which he takes, you know, things that you hear in the ether about, you know, the Guptas and state capture, commission, suicides and deaths that are happening. But why are they happening? And he connects them in such a way that makes this brilliant thriller. I mean, if you enjoy trackers on Mnet, this is, you know, just an amazing book to read. I think Dion Mayer is just doing so well. Every book he writes just gets better. It does indeed. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. the favorites, Captain Benny Chrysal and Vaughan Kibito, yes. uh, make their return to this one. Uh, yes. The and Last Hunt yeah. by Dion Mayer, uh, published by Hodder mm-hmm. and uh, Stoughton, and uh, John Lucari's book, Agent Running in the Field, uh, that was published by Viking. What novels yeah. would you like to uh, suggest to our listeners? Well, there's The Imaginary Friend by Stephen Chbosky. And Stephen Chbosky has written The Perks of Being a Wallflower, um, which is a film with um, Emma Watson about a few years ago. But the book was actually written 20 years ago. So now he's written this horror, which is like a Stephen King, uh, an ode to Stephen King, as you can say, horror book. And it's over 700 pages. So you would have to, you know, put aside time these holidays to read that book. Um, but everybody says it's just a brilliant horror fest. So you won't be disappointed with that. Imaginary and Friend by Stephen Chopsky. Chopsky. Uh, published by uh, mm-hmm. Chopsky. Uh, published by Orion. 700 pages. Yes. I... Um, I picked up Helen Zeller's book, which I think yes. was 600 and odd pages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yet to get to the end, I must confess, because that, that requires quite a lot of dedication it and investment does. in yeah. you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. But this is like my book for the holidays. I'm going to sit at the pool and just enjoy it. And there's also Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. Um, it's the book, the book du jour at the moment. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Um, Ronan Farrow was one of the first people who investigated the Harvey Weinstein case. And this is a book about the cover-up, the complicity about how Hollywood and news agencies in America work in order to not release any information. They're all sitting on in th- this information about Harvey Cartel. And, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, not Cartel. And, you know, and about all these other men that have done all of these um, horrific things in their industry, but nobody wants to talk about them or get squashed by them, by these executives. So there's this whole circle of complicity happening in Hollywood and in the news media in America. And that's very interesting. And Ronan Farris set out exactly what happened. Yeah, and it is, it is, I, I've been watching a lot of interviews that he was doing mm-hmm. around the promotion of the book. And, and when you reflect on what is contained in this book and the, uh, I mean, the horror of, of, I read somewhere earlier this week that there's a woman who was mm. employed by agents of Harvey Weinstein to basically yes. befriend people who may or may not have, uh, devastating information on Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. with the, with the strict instruction of destroying those people, literally. Yes. And and yeah. this person has no shame or scum about the fact that that's what she was paid to do. And, you know, yeah, happily exactly. went ahead and sort of... And did it. 
delayed the the what is now a, probably the biggest scandal to hit Hollywood uh, from exactly. being uncovered. And the thing is, is that you wonder what else is being covered up, who, what else you know, who else's crimes are being covered up. I mean, not just in Hollywood, but here and. You know, what are we doing? Why are we keeping quiet about these men that commit these abuses? Um, abuse and why? Why? What is it about, you know, power that allows them to get away with it? And I think yeah. that's the question. It's very scary. Um, Jennifer, let me use the, yeah. uh, the, the last few minutes we have before we um, say good morning again to Gladys to get the latest from our witness news. Giving a physical book is still a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Amazon Books, for example, is opening up now more physical bookstores because people are wanting to buy a physical book as opposed yes. to just getting an electronic version of it. Is, is, that, mm-hmm. is that sentiment still the case in South Africa where physical books are still the order of the day? Yes, they are. Um, and I think they're getting even more so. so um, people just, I mean, Kindles are fine if to take on a holiday. So I think maybe people will want to do that on holidays, but they don't have to take 20 books with them so they can just have it on one device. And I think that's the way the Kindle wins. But people still want to turn those pages physically. They still want to have the smell of the book. I mean, it's still the physical book that is winning out. Um, but what we do see is that Audible books um, are, you know, just you know, making a a new stand in South Africa. So um, there's so many books out on Audible.com, which is you know, Amazon's um, Audible book store, and there are so many lovely things. And you know, the best part is that they get read by most of them get read by the author, so you get that sense from the author wow. as well. And that's what I love about them. And especially to go on holiday, when you go on your long road, you can just download a book and you can listen to a book. Um, there's so many to do. There's so many to listen to. Um, I, my favorite that I'm going to do this year is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which is from Hutchinson. And it's narrated by Jennifer Beals. I don't, don't remember if you know from Flashdance and I do, yeah. you know, all of that. And she has an ACOS um, with her that um, Benjamin Bratt and Judy Greer, among others. And the story is set in the 70s in California. So it's the sepia-colored 70s with paisley and bell bottoms. And it's about this group called Daisy Jones and the Six. And it's, it's sort of in a dialogue form. So you get to know the group. It's sort of like a VH1 behind the scenes. And you really get to know this group. And you really get to love them. And it's sort of like you get a feeling that they're like Fleetwood Mac and you want to hear their music. It's so such a beautiful book. I just think I'm going to yeah, put that on my, in my car and the holidays. Yeah. Jennifer, thank you very much for all these wonderful, wonderful ideas. You've had a very busy year. I'm hoping you can have a wonderful (laughs) festive season and a wonderful rest of your family. (laughs) <laughs> Jennifer Platt is the Sunday Times book editor, uh, giving us some wonderful ideas of books to consider uh, as a read for yourself this festive season, or better yet, as a gift to someone you care for.